0: Writing a book is the purest form of artistry that anyone can go through. The highs are high and the lows are low.
1: Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. My name is Kim O'Hara. I'm an intuitive book coach at A Story Inside, and I'm interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life who have a story to tell. Do they have a book in them? Stick around and find out. entrepreneur Jeremy Cortez, from the young age of seven, has been in business. He had his first coaching client at 20, and he wrote a book, Parenting a Business with Me, in 2018, and has been enjoying working that very model with his two young sons. When Jeremy wrote the book with me, his second son had literally just been pushed out by his wife, Veronica. So great to have you on the show today, Jeremy.
0: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
1: You were going and going and going. You were like the Energizer Bunny. I was always in awe of how many ideas you had and, you know, serial entrepreneurism. And then we connected recently and you told me about this meltdown. (laughs) And (laughs) you found a solution and you couldn't even believe how simple it was to get out of that state you were in. Let's just give the listeners an idea who you were before this meltdown.
0: Oh, man. okay. so, um, well, it kind of started out with when I was 19, I was I found Tony Robbins and I was kind of obsessed with the guy. And his energy, his impact, it was all inspiring. And if he can do it, so can I. So that's when I decided I wanted to be a life coach when no one knew what a coach was. And from there, it was just sort of full throttle, keep on going, stop till you drop, and it, even after you still drop, just crawl so you can keep going. <laughs> uh, it was it was a wild ride. And you know, I just I, I never really understood the idea of balance. i I had a lot of energy when I was a kid. I was always excited. I was always excited about all the ideas that I could create and all the um, and all the possibilities. So that fueled me, and that just kept me going to find more answers. And I just wouldn't stop until it kind of became a little unhealthy.
1: Yeah, and that's when we, you know, we you had done the book, and we just caught up one day. I mean, we've always chatted, and you shared with me which shocked me. But at the same time, really, and you know, I was really in awe about this, that you literally hit the wall, you had lost the purpose of life. And you did not get out of bed for two weeks straight. And, you know, you shared with me, you know, it's not a sprawling home. So like you're in bed, you've got the two kids and the beautiful wife. What happened when you were lying there?
0: Oh man, a whole lot of nothing, really. It was it, it was a very very dark place. Not a lot of people know this and so now that it's coming out the whole world's going to find out what actually happened. Um I was in bed, I couldn't get out. The kids had to go to school or my oldest had to go to school and my wife still had to work. I just couldn't do anything. Um I felt very helpless. I I didn't know who I was. Nothing made sense. The, the best way I could Uh, describe it is you know stepping out of the matrix for the first time and everything you that you thought was real everything that you thought was you no longer was the case and so nothing made sense and so all I did was I, I mean I got out of bed to brush my teeth once in a while and sometimes eat I was useless I was useless for two weeks I was useless for three months I didn't really do much and except just feel sorry for myself and just stay in this rut um Staying in bed with the door closed, the shutters closed, and I just felt safe. You know, I didn't I had no energy to do anything. I had no desires. I had no idea what to do with my life. And I had all this success already. So again, nothing just made sense. And I was just sitting there feeling sorry for myself and feeling ultimately alone.
1: You know, and and I loved how you shared with me really honestly that some of your thoughts were like, you know, we have a population problem, you know, <laughs> dying. <laughs> Would be my contribution to the world. You know, what's wrong with people? You know, and I love that, you know, mode of thinking. And, you know, it's, I feel like when we're leaders and we are about to show people a new way of living, that's not just the grind. I mean, we're in COVID-19 right now where people are having to stop. Right. And this happened to you way before that. Like it was like preemptive of that. There is always someone that before anyone else can get permission to do it has to go. I'm done. I'm finished. I can't live in this model anymore. So what got you out of bed eventually?
0: Well, so like you said, I mean, in that dark place, I started having thinking that I never thought I could. You know, the idea of suicide never really entered my mind until that moment. And at that point, you know, I I was just saying to myself, okay, this is a sign something has to get done or something else is going to happen. And I I didn't want that. Like you said, the justification of we have an overpopulation problem. I'm doing the world a surface to my, I'm in bed for three months. My kids deserve more to Veronica is being a wonderful, wonderful caregiver, uh, and everything in between. And, I'm not contributing at all. It's like, she deserves better. It was all this happening at once. And again, I just started saying, what if I wasn't here anymore? And once that started entering my mind, I said, okay, we have to, we have to change. Something has to change now dramatically since these thoughts are starting to come in. And what happened was I spoke with someone who's very dear and near to my heart. um, My aunt, her name is Aurora. She has been sort of like my guide She has helped me since I was, I can't even remember, but she has always been that, you know, that quiet whisperer in the back of my head. And this person who would always be there just quietly observing and just providing her opinion. I vented to her one day and I said, okay, I'm starting to really, really see dark and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do to get out of this help. And she laid it out for me. She said, You know, she tried to get me out of my state and I said, no. And I was, she said, think about the good things in life. And I said, I have a lot of beautiful things to think about and be grateful for. And I am not grateful for any of it. Something's wrong. And finally, she said, nothing is wrong. You just have bad habits. Right. That's right. I just looked at her and, you know, it was just, it was just, she was like, you just have very, very bad habits and you need to knock it off. (laughs) <laughs> and this is the <laughs> tough love I'm looking for. I don't make noise about things like this. Even my my oldest friends, I I one of them caught wind that I was having suicidal thoughts, and he said, "Why didn't you tell me?" And I said, "Because honestly, I don't think that you could understand or help." There are sometimes when if you go to people, you're I'm not, I'm not looking for comfort. I'm looking for answers. And sometimes the "it'll be okay" speech tells me that you don't understand. And so that's what I was trying to avoid. And when I talked to my aunt, she just blatantly said, you have bad habits. And I looked at her and I said, that's different. And she just, you know, so she kind of knocked me out of my, my momentum of feeling sorry for myself. And I'm like, okay, tell me more, tell me more.
1: She showed you a way to get out of the weeds And start learning, I think, more about managing coincidences, synchronicities, letting go, less of the rigidity, less of the knocking it off the list. You know, our alignment right now is is exact because I'm going through the same thing as a business owner and a leader of that, huh? If I really don't want to do that and that's making me feel really bad, do I have to do it? Is there a deeper solution? And when you came to me with this whole story, I thought, God, he really should write a book about this. And I know (laughs) that you like you are like I know, but I can't. And let's talk about that for a minute. You wrote a book with me. Yes. What was it like writing?
0: Um, I tell people writing a book is the purest form of artistry that anyone can go through the highs are high and the lows are low you know one minute you can write a great paragraph a great chapter and you can you think oh this this can go on forever and then the next day you think that it's all crap and you can't do anything and you know why even bother no one's gonna care no one's gonna read it it was and and like you said i my son was born a week after you and i started and God bless you for saying start now, and holding me accountable for it because I probably would have quit after two weeks of starting this if I'd done this on my own. Um, but yeah, it, the experience itself was—it's surreal. It's—it's it's hard. It's easy. It's kind of crazy to think that I actually did write a book. And I don't know. It—I mean, all, everything that I just said kind of encapsulates. It's it's the good, the bad, and kind of surreal. It's like, yeah, I did it. It's it's possible,
1: right? So now, what's unique about you as a guest is that we're talking about me challenging you with the idea of writing a more spiritual, you know, high thought-provoking book versus a business book. A book that you know would 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 be connected to a natural funnel and a website and a business model. Now it's sort of like we're talking, and I, and that's why I gave you Wayne Dyer's yes biography, right? And you texted me, you were like, "Whoa, <laughs>
0: <laughs> love, thank you so much. I love that book. I cried at the end. It was a magical book for me."
1: Do you think at any point in time, Wayne Dyer, second guest, his like visions and epiphanies and like, no, he just was like, this is, and just would get on stage and just talk for hours about where he feels people are going to best live their best lives. Is that something, what does that feel like for you to think about? Okay, so, and I'm just going to say this and and people are going to know this and maybe this doesn't matter, but I'm going to bring it up do you feel like in a Filipino male culture that that kind of mentality has not come from that kind of uh, like a person of that ilk? Would you be one of the first? Do you think that matters?
0: I'm not sure if it matters. Um, I I think, okay, so I'll say this. Um, You know, my parents came to the States when, when they were young. And so I was born here. I was born in the American culture. And so I'm not I can't say that I'm really privy to the traditional Filipino culture and the mindset that they have. Having said all that, I'll say this about this idea of a book. I'm actually very terrified of it. I see it. I already know what the title is going to be. I already know what the topics are going to be. I am absolutely terrified of this book, not from a perspective of exposing me in terms of sharing what I've gone through or the insights that I have. But I believe that this type of book is necessary and I don't want to screw it up. That's <laughs> more. So to be completely transparent, that's where I'm at right now. I see it. I want it. But I am absolutely terrified of doing it because I know the impact. It, I, I know the potential it can have if it's done right.
1: But think about all the people that are in their own proverbial beds for three months, right? They might not be, you know, like they might not have just like, I mean, you took it to the absolute hilt, which I'm in awe of. Like, I can't even do one bad day in bed. I'm already like, oh my God, I got to get out by noon. I get, I'm like, I can go to bed for one hour. You know what I mean? Like, and even that, and and so your commitment to that crossing of that chasm automatically makes you the person who does need to bring that bigger message because you got out on the other side and you've seen how simple it can actually be to then transcend to another way of thinking and another realm of life versus just this is it we burn ourselves out we melt down and that's it and so there's, you know, sometimes it's so simple. Like your aunt gave you the simplest advice, and really, the what happened to you is simple because it's so profound.
0: Yes, yes, it's true.
1: So why not you?
0: Great question, beautiful question. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, just why not you? I mean, that's. It's like who, you know, and then you get into this whole thing of who told you it's not you. And that's why I brought up your culture a little bit. And I wasn't sure if there was, you know, some limitations there at all. I'll
0: I'll say this, you know, I read the um, Pressfield's book, The War of Art, and he had a beautiful, I'm going to you know summarize a small piece of it where he said that artists don't necessarily take credit for the work they do because they realize it's not them but for a message from beyond that's funneling through them and i on some level to your point i feel like if i took wayne dyer's approach where i just become a channel instead of and, and not put the pressure on me, but just being the conduit of this realization of this truth that I just let everything flow out. That is what I'm trying to work on right now. So instead of just saying, why me? Or why like why can't I do it? I'm just looking at this more of a just let go and just let go of the barriers and just let it out. Just let it out. And whatever happens be independent of the good opinion of other people whatever is supposed to happen is supposed to happen but you have to put yourself in that position to let it happen and so i'm on, i'm i'm on this track right now of just letting go letting go of the outcome letting go of the pressure and just doing it so that's spoken, kind of a
1: spoken like a a true two-time author if i must say so myself <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate, I always love talking with you. It's always a deep, deep meandering path.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you uh, having me here. I really am.
1: You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And a big shout out to our listeners on CastBox, where you can leave a comment and I will personally respond.